Direct King's Court starts now.
And a good Wednesday morning, St. Louis, on all points northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you. This is the Window World Kings Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. KevinSlaytonShow.com. It's the only place you can listen live, 7 to 9 every morning, Monday through Friday. But you can hear us on the podcast, not only on our website here, but also on Spotify, on Apple, Amazon, Google, any place you go to listen to podcasts, you'll hear us, find us. And it's the show that specializes in bringing you the truth supported by facts and evidence, a novel concept in today's world, but we do it. We do it anyway. We've never joined the crowd. We always swim upstream if we have to, and we will continue to do that here. And you can join in the fun, 636 Five three eight zero seven four six six three six five three eight zero seven four six. Many times, as we've always tell, told you, we use people's words, their own words, to discredit them. If you want to find out who's lying, that's how you do it. You can also find out who's lying about the warrant and the affidavit and the search down at Mar-a-Lago. Alan Dershowitz will be along to tell you exactly how you discover who the liar is. People at CNN, that doofus John Harwood is even saying this Inflation Reduction Act is a joke. Good grief. Did you see Biden signing that yesterday? Chuck Chucky Schumer was standing next to him. I thought Chucky Schumer was going to make out with Biden. I really did. That was so bizarre. And then that imbecile Joe Manchin next to Schumer. Manchin was played like a frickin' fiddle. Not quite as bad as Mitch McConnell was played by Schumer. But he was played like a fiddle. And then you had that idiot Pelosi there. What's she doing there? It was the Senate that made this happen. It doesn't happen without Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, the two cowards. We'll see how that plays in Arizona come Election Day. Speaking of elections, Elizabeth Cheney, I wouldn't call her Liz Cheney anymore because she's no friend of mine. Why call her a short name? Elizabeth Cheney got her ass whipped as bad as anyone has ever gotten their ass with, probably in political history, as an incumbent. She lost by 35 points. Hip, hip, hooray. Nice-going Harriet Hageman and nice-going President Trump. When the IRS targets you, it's bad news. When President Trump targets you, it's really bad news, as Cheney found out, and her whole corrupt family found out, that asshat dad of hers. Good riddance to the Cheneys. Be gone. Now, they won't be gone because their arrogance tells them they're important, so they'll be hanging around. But we'll get into that as we go along today. But she's done. The funny thing about Biden and his gang of corrupt lunatics is that they're taking a victory lap over a bill that will do nothing to to reduce inflation, and yet they called it the Inflation Reduction Act. Several people, including Stuart Varney, We'll give you his two cents worth. Monica Crowley as well. She formerly worked at the Treasury Department. She knows her business. And does it seem to you like it's always the same cast of characters that are involved in these scams and these uh, illegal activities on the liberal side of the world? It seems to me that it is. Always the same FBI people. Always the same DOJ people. Cash Patel will comment on that a little bit later on this morning. That's the guy that could easily be the attorney general for Trump, either him or Pam Bondi. 
Both should be in the cabinet to protect Trump, if nothing else. You're going to hear from one of the most arrogant, nonsensical jackasses that's ever been in government. That's John Bolton this morning. He apparently thinks that he has a God complex and that everything that happens in Trump's administration or anyone else's should be passed by him first. Interesting take on things. Alina Haba, the president's attorney, who's president in Florida when the raid took place, has some thoughts on what's going to happen tomorrow in court. Tomorrow in court, that judge who issued the warrant will have a hearing as to whether or not they should unseal the affidavit, which is the most important document in all of this. Now, President Trump, for their part, have said, release it, unseal it, show us everything. That normally isn't the request of someone who's under investigation, but it is from him. The Department of Justice is fighting unsealing the document. Why do, why do you suppose that is? They do something wrong, something illegal. Oh, they'll make up excuses like, well, we've got to protect witnesses and, you know, we can't show our hand. Well, that's because you're breaking the law. So the judge will rule tomorrow. Now, this is not a friendly judge to Donald Trump. He recused himself from a civil case involving Trump and Hillary Clinton because he hates Trump. He should have recused himself from this case. But many judges have zero ethics. Zero. A lawyer told me one time, and it was very accurate, if you're looking for justice, don't come to a courtroom. And he's right. Very few judges, in my experience, are fair or unbiased. There are some. You won't find very many on the Supreme Court. Not anymore. Couple, three maybe. I look at three. I think Gorsuch, Alito, and the the, the Liberals' favorite <laughs> whipping boy. You know, if I were Justice Thomas, I would have nothing to do with those people. I don't think he does. But I wouldn't even comment on them anymore because they're so f- sickening. They're such bigots. The bottom line is the liberals hate Justice Thomas not only because he's conservative, but especially because he's a black conservative. And they are at heart, liberals at heart are bigots. They constantly talk about race, I guess to cover up for their own inadequacies when it comes to race. Well, you know, I'm a bigot, so I'm going to talk about how I shouldn't be a bigot and no one else should be. And They always do that. They're the only ones who bring race up all the time. All the time. You can't get away from it. I woke up in the middle of the night last night. I was watching a a video that I had recorded from the 150th season of college football. And I'm thinking this is going to be great. I'm going to see some old uh, games. And they're showing some great games and great players. And all of a sudden, here comes Harry Edwards, one of the great bigots of all time. Cal Berkeley, lunatic, black guy who's been screaming and yelling about race since the 68 Olympics. And here he is now saying that college football players should be paid because, after all, these coaches are making all of their money on the backs of black athletes mostly. Well, I have a solution to that, uh, Harry Edwards. If you don't like black athletes in college football and coaches making a lot of money, as you say, off of them, how about we just have white athletes? The white athletes will be very happy to have someone make money off of them so long as they're getting a free education and a chance to better themselves. This nonsense that's going on in college sports now where they're allowing players to be paid is idiocy. 
It's pure lunacy. I used to think it was a good idea to pay the players, but I always said you had to have controls. It had to be based on some things. This isn't based on anything. It's the Wild West. Whoever has the most money gets the players. Crazy. We can talk about that, too. Liz Cheney thinks she's Abraham Lincoln. Wait to hear that. And you'll never believe what the White House COVID response doctor had to say. I didn't know that we had a response to COVID anymore. Apparently we do. And his response is ungodly. You'll hear all of that and more here as we go forward in the show, and your calls are welcome. Our good friends at Window World can save you a lot of money on windows and make your house look better and, of course, lower your utility bills. That's a side benefit. I've got Window World windows. 314-993-1800 will get you a free in-home estimate. They'll come to your house, describe to you what they can do, show you how they're simply the best for less. That's more than just a slogan. That's their business plan, and they do it. They did it for me. They've done it for other listeners who've called to tell me, my God, we saved thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on windows because the other people are so expensive. And Window World's product is better. They use double-strength glass. That's their MO. That's not an upsell. That's not extra. And because they use double-strength glass, Window World can offer you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. Yeah, they do all that. They're the official window of the Chiefs, the Preferred window of the blues, and they're the Slayton window. And my utility bills went down right away. They'll also offer you thir- uh, excuse me, 18 months, same as cash financing, with approved credit. I almost said 30 days. 18 months. That's how long Biden's been in office, by the way. So Window World's going to offer you that length of time, same as cash financing with approved credit. It feels like a lifetime with Biden. So for a lifetime, you're going to get... Same as cash financing with approved credit at Window World. 314-993-1800. 993-1800. Did you see Manchin yesterday at this uh, signing the signing ceremony? Biden looked like a demented old psychopath, didn't he? He looked around like he didn't know who he was looking at, and he really didn't know who he was looking at. He, of course, had no idea what he was signing. He had to ask Schumer, do I sign here? Well, uh, Big Joe, usually that empty line with your name underneath it is where you sign it. Do I sign here? You doddering old fool. Get the hell out of there. And then Manchin was all giddy and Schumer. I told you he looked like he wanted to make out with Biden. He was giddy. That idiot Clyburn from South Carolina standing there like a token, which is what he is. If he doesn't understand how Biden used him, he'll never understand anything. And then, of course, drooling Nancy, drooling all over herself, saying, where's the vodka? Can I get some vodka here? Are we supposed to be celebrating? And let's make the people pay for it. What a crew. That picture is worth a million dollars. You had nothing but lunatic idiot liars All together in one picture. It was great. Classic. It's like the dogs playing poker picture. It's a classic. Except in this case, they're dangerous. The dogs aren't dangerous. The dogs can play poker all day if they want. They're not not endangering anybody. These people endanger American lives every day. 
every single day. <laughs> but watching Liz Cheney last night was a special treat for me. And then I, I watched Biden. So I got to watch Biden and Liz Cheney, Elizabeth Cheney, on the same day. You don't often get that kind of a comedic treat. Either one could be the star of their own sitcom. Problem is, most sitcoms are funny because the jokes are real about real life. In these two instances, the jokes write themselves because they lie, they're prolific liars, they're incompetent lunatics, and they say nothing but hogwash. So while it's funny when you listen to them because you know they're full of crap, it's also sad. Biden decided he would get up there after not knowing where to sign the document, that he would get up there and spew some more of his lie-filled nonsense. Joe, what are you going to lie about today? Tell us the lies about this program, this bill that you just signed. The Inflation Reduction Act invests $369 billion to take the most aggressive action ever, 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 ever in confronting the climate crisis. It's going to offer working families thousands of dollars in savings by providing them rebates to buy new and efficient appliances, weatherize their home, get tax credit for purchasing heat pumps and rooftop solar, electric stoves, ovens, dryers. It gives consumers a tax credit to buy electric vehicles. What was he talking about? Weatherize your home? Weatherize my home? What does that even mean? I get a tax credit if I weatherize my home. If you buy an electric car, if you get a solar roof, so let's let's try to figure out what does a solar roof cost. You're not going to get insurance to cover it. That's an elective thing. So your solar roof is going to cost you maybe twenty grand, maybe more. I don't know. Regular roof would cost you about twenty grand or more. So good for you. You get a tax credit after you spend that money. While you're at it, go ahead and buy a seventy thousand dollar electric vehicle, and you get another tax credit. Apparently, if you buy a washer and dryer, you get a tax credit, according to this nutcase. He just started reading that list off, and every time he does that, he starts going so fast, he gets caught. He starts to stumble, and he starts to slur his words. Washing and dryer, weatherize your home, biggest ever, 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 ever. I think he got stuck on the rewind there on ever, on the word ever, 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 ever. I think he said it five times. Appliances, he's talking about appliances. Who's running out buying appliances right now? And a heat pump, is he talking about like 1920? Who has a heat pump? Anybody? What is a heat pump? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Send these people along with Elizabeth Cheney to Utah. They can all run for office in Utah like Mitt Romney did. Apparently, Utah people will vote for anybody. Now, these rebates with regard to the electric cars. As soon as Ford heard about the rebates, they raised the price of their electric trucks by $7,000. But remember, prices are coming down. You know why I know that? Biden said so. The media said so. The media is fawning all over themselves over this, this lie-filled, nonsensical reduction act. But Joe Manchin got caught yesterday. He's been hiding. He's been doing a pretty good job of hiding. 
But yesterday you got caught by a reporter who wanted to know exactly why they misled America by naming it Inflation Reduction Act. Is it misleading to call this the Inflation Reduction Act for Americans when it's not going to make their grocery bill cheaper? It's not going to make everyday goods cheaper for them? Why would it? Why would it? Well, immediately it's not, but we never seen anything happen immediately like today. It's turned the switch on and off. What a coward. What a coward. Well, we didn't say it was going to be immediate. Well, when's it going to be? Are we going to still be alive when it, when it kicks in? The answer is no. Most people won't be. This thing won't kick in completely for 10, 20 years. And then it's negligible. Even then, it's negligible in terms of doing any kind of savings or lowering any kind of prices. These people are professional criminals. They're professional liars. They are stealing every penny from us. Now, this Inflation Reduction Act that they signed yesterday, I want you to call the show and tell me when you notice prices going down, when you notice any improvement in your financial life as a result of this insanity. Please call the show and let us know. We'll keep a meter going. You know, so many people have called to tell us that your life has improved. By the way, the average price for a solar roof between sixty-three and seventy-five thousand dollars. That's a standard size single-story home. <laughs> so guess what? Fork over about seventy grand, you can get a solar roof. Oh, we'll give you a tax rebate for it. This guy is so full of utter crap. Well, they all are, but he's really full of. It. When he starts rattling off that kind of stuff, I I just start laughing. Because he's funny. I mean, if you're not laughing at that, you're not laughing at all. Because he always gets caught in his his speech. Mumbles. Mumbles. Remember Dick Tracy? Mumbles. That's who he is. So Manchin just simply lies. Well, we never said it was going to help you right away. Uh, Actually, you did. You liar. But I've expected nothing more from Manchin after this cave-in. I gave him the benefit of the doubt for the longest time. But in the end, he is what he is. He's a lying liberal, a coward, and he's he's a real coward. At least the other criminals in Congress said all along, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm voting for it. I know I'm a criminal. I know the people back in my state don't want me to, but I'm going to do it anyway. But this lying piece of crap strung everybody along. And then lied and then caved like he always does. When Schumer says jump, Joe Manchin says how high. Joe Manchin's such a dope, such a West Virginia hick, that he probably didn't even get any extra benefits for giving up his vote. That's how stupid he is. Anybody in his seat would have made out like a bandit. But I'm thinking he didn't. Because you know it would have leaked out by now. So he's just stupid. He needs to go back into the hills of West Virginia somewhere and hide. He may have to. Because what this bill is going to do to the coal industry, and that means West Virginia, is going to be devastating. So they're not going to be real thrilled with their favorite son. Even doofus John Harwood, who's a reporter over at CNN, 
Even he understands that naming this act the Inflation Reduction Act is just a lie. No, it doesn't live up to its name. Let's be real. They, they called it the Inflation Reduction Act as a marketing device, uh, in part to uh, lock down the vote of Joe Manchin or to, to uh, reassure Joe Manchin that they were focused on his issue. That's exactly what they did. His issue, by the way, wasn't necessarily inflation. He talked about it a lot. But he was more protective of the filibuster. He didn't want to vote against keeping the filibuster. As far as inflation is concerned, Joe Manchin doesn't care because he, like all politicians, they don't feel it. They'll just vote themselves a raise. Or they'll vote in a tax break for anybody that works for Congress. But not for you, not for me. Anyone you know who continues to think that the lie, you want to talk about the big lie? The big lie is Biden's not going to increase taxes on anyone under $400,000. The bill itself specifically says they're going to raise $100 billion in new tax revenue. $100 billion. Now, if you're not going to attack the middle class, where is that money coming from? It isn't coming from the rich guys. Corporations, are you kidding me? They have an army of lawyers to fight you. So it's not coming from them. It's coming from the small business owner or people like you and me. When they, when they call you up and say, by the way, we've, we're auditing you and we've discovered that you owe another $10,000. What are you going to do with that? You're going to fight them? You do a cost benefit analysis, right? How much will it cost me to pay my lawyer to fight what will be an unknown ending versus just paying these criminals? I mean, it's, it's the old uh, shakedown. I mean, that's all they're doing. They're just shaking down the American people. We're going to get that tax money from you, not Anheuser-Busch, not Monsanto, not Boeing. You, Mr. Citizen, that's where we're getting it from. If they think they're going to get $100 billion in extra revenue from corporations, any corporation that has to get hit with any kind of a penalty is going to pass it on to you and to me. So there's another way they're going to collect revenue from us. These corporations don't exist to pay these imbeciles all their profits and taxes. And when you start sacking them like that, they pass it on to us. Business 101. Of course, I don't think Biden ever made it through business 100, much less 101. He's just too damn dumb. All of the liberals are, though. It's scary that human beings are this stupid. They, they consider themselves educated, which I find funny. Because when you listen to any of them, I think you get the idea. They're not smart, but they do lie. They lie a lot. So even the doofus John Harwood recognizes it. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Kevin, I'm doing well. How are you, young man? I'm doing great also. Hey, boss. Uh, last night was, you know, uh, a, a small step in, a, in a, obviously a long direction that we still have to go. Um, but I, I was happy to see the analysis of the, the those that, that voted for, to impeach Trump. Uh, most of them either lost or retired because, let's be honest, they knew they were going to lose. Um, and that is that is a big deal. I think we need to – things are still a shit show out there, boss, as you know. 
But uh, that was a big deal last night to see that uh, you know Trump can still carry some weight, and that his supporters are still out there and will will vote out those who are acting the way that these people have been. I love it when Cheney lectures the rest of us on how we're supposed to act, and it's her own behavior and her own actions that got her trounced. It, it's a beautiful thing when you see that happen. Those people that you claim uh, that you mentioned that, that voted against Trump in the impeachment, they attend in Congress. Eight of them have either retired or been beaten. Only one has won the nomination of their party. The other one ran unopposed, or tr- not unopposed, but Trump didn't endorse anybody. So only one out of ten has been able to overcome the Trump endorsement. And it's a beautiful thing. Can you can you recall a more arrogant concession speech than Liz Cheney's? No, and one thing I, th- I noticed that was lacking when she talked about calling Harriet Hageman and conceding. She won. She had more votes than I did. She won. She didn't say that she congratulated Harriet Hageman. She left that out. That was very inconspicuous to a lot of people, but not to me. I noticed that. She never said once that she congratulated her. Now, on the other hand, I would have loved to have heard what Cheney would have said had the difference been about 5,000 votes instead of 5 million votes. Had it been a close election, I wonder if Elizabeth may have thought something's funny going on around here. She may well have. I cannot. I yeah, I was shocked. Well, I, I shouldn't say I was shocked. Let's let's stop with that word because nothing shocks me anymore with these assholes. Uh, but I will say what was what was great to see. Um, and I know you've given me some some trouble for it before, but I do bounce around to some of these other TV stations to see their reactions. And I did get a chance to watch MSNBC last night, uh, and they were uh, they were losing their mind over the fact that you know how could people vote for this? How could people still think <laughs> that Trump is you know? And uh, it just shows you they are they are still very fearful of that man. They are scared to death of his, of us as his supporters, and I think they're if they have a brain in their head which most of them don't, but if they have any sort of sense, sense, they're going to say, we better get our shit together or it's going to get real ugly here real soon. Well, they won't say that because they know their plan is to steal the elections. That When you talk about getting their stuff together, that's what they mean. They're simply going to try to steal these elections. Look, they, they try to do it really. In, in Wyoming, they sent Democrats to cross over and claim they're Republicans so they could vote in the Republican primary. Now, they didn't do it in enough numbers because she got her ass beat by so much, but they tried to. They'll try anything. Liberals will do anything under the table, out in public, behind closed doors. It doesn't matter. Legal, illegal, it doesn't matter to them. Whatever it takes, they will do. Well, Kevin, I'm going to uh, enjoy last night's, uh, as I said, small step. I'm going to be on the golf course today with a a few uh, adult sodas and uh, enjoy some nice weather and hopefully make a birdie or two. Knock one in for me. I'll be playing tomorrow. I played the other day. I didn't get a birdie. I missed some easy ones. But, hey, my putter has deserted me like Wyoming has told Liz Cheney to go to hell. Carpe diem, Mr. Putter. Carpe diem to you, Ryan. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Well, Ryan said that he sort of channel surfs to hear what the other people are going to say. The liberal media. Are you proud of Joe Wuhan Willie O'Talabiden? This was as much of a, a bill signing as it was really a, a victory lap for, for President Biden and top Democrats today. 
Yeah, Jake, that is exactly what I was going to say. This was a major victory lap for President Biden. The latest in a stunning string of legislative victories. It's such a big win for President Biden. He's actually interrupting his vacation and flying back to the White House today just for this bill signing. This is really the capstone of a what has become a pretty long list of legislative accomplishments that President Biden and the Democratic Congress have racked up. They can't be serious. A stunning string of successes. A long list of victories that they've racked up. What have they racked up? They've spent $3 trillion since Biden took office. They've done that. They've racked up more debt by a lot. What success? Name one piece of legislation that they have passed in 18 months that has benefited you. Name one. I can't name any. If anything, your life is a lot worse, not not a little worse, a lot worse than it was when he took over. Of that, there is no doubt. And that has no signs of improving, as long as this ass clown is in office. But it doesn't stop the liberal media from doing the dancing for him. Now, Monica Crowley, who's actually smart as opposed to these media clowns, knows that this is not what it says it is. And should they actually be on a victory lap, Monica? They think that they're on a victory lap right now. And they're going to send the president out as well as members of the cabinet all through the fall touting this thing. This bill is political suicide for them. Because if you think the economy is is weak now, just wait. If you think inflation is bad now, just wait. The system is awash in so many extra trillions of dollars that the Fed now is raising interest rates significantly every time they meet to try to get a handle on inflation. And your government just spent about another trillion dollars while raising taxes on you as well. So a victory lap. No, the American people, even before November, are going to feel the negative impact of this bill. Well, that's the best. I mean, I shouldn't say the best news because I don't want anybody to feel a negative impact. But if we're going to have to feel it, let's feel it before November. So the people can vote all of these clowns out who consistently lie to you. Monica Crowley detailed it perfectly for you. This bill is a disaster. It will help none of you, none of us, nobody. Oh, the elitists, they'll, they'll benefit somehow. They always do. But you won't. Lara Logan, who Fox News and other liberal outfits have banished from the airwaves because she tells the truth way too often for their taste. Lara, do the Democrats even care about citizenship anymore? Is it that bad? They don't actually believe in citizenship. And now, when people come across the border illegally... I have this confirmed from Border Patrol agents who are actually physically doing this. They get given a Social Security number. They get assigned a Social Security number when they cross. I'm not sure how many of you are aware of that. And if you really want to know when the cheating starts, it's long before you get to the polls, right? I mean, think about it. It starts with the census. It starts with counting illegal immigrants in the census. How do you determine uh, how many members of Congress you get? Population size, right? So how does, you know, California has all these delegates at the, at the electoral college. And you don't just get more money from the federal government for your increased population. You don't just get more congressional candidates, uh, representing you. But what else do you get? You get an opportunity to pad the voter rolls with people who uh, are being completely and utterly exploited. 
And there's one thing that I've, that I've learned as they've been investigating this is they love euphemisms, right? They love euphemisms because it's, it's all about democracy and if there's any form of voter security, that's voter suppression and racism and white supremacy. And if it's the other side, you know, anything we can do to get more people out to vote. But actually, when you, when you talk to the canvassers, they'll tell you that when they go into the low-income areas, you know, sometimes they're predominantly Hispanic, sometimes they're black, sometimes they're white. But that's where they find the most fraud. That's interesting, isn't it? They find the most fraud in the poorest areas of the country because these people are abusing them. It's unbelievable how corrupt this country is. This government, I should say. Citizens, not so much. Government, oh yeah. Lie after lie after lie. I mean, this Pramila Jayapal, I don't know if that's how you say her name. She's an idiot. Here's what she said about the raid on Mar-a-Lago. That's what happens when you break the law, try to steal an election, and incite a deadly insurrection. Donald Trump should be in jail. I'm glad to see the FBI taking steps toward accountability. How about that? That's what these people are. Again, no wonder Trump wanted to lower the standard to sue these people for libel and slander. Because they do it every day, and suing them won't bring him anything. The standard's too difficult to prove. But when she says he should be in jail, that's what you get when you break the law. What law did he break? Of course, they don't know. They just like to say it. You heard Lara Logan say they speak in euphemisms all the time. I'm surprised she didn't call him a white supremacist. Maybe a racist would do for today. But all white people are either white supremacists or racists. We know that. That's what they actually believe, these government people, and they're white. And they're bigots. They are bigots. Steve is up next. Good morning, Steve. How are you today? Doing great, Kevin. Carpe diem. Carpe diem to you. If they were being honest about this legislation, you know, they would call it the Green New Deal Trojan Horse. Because this obviously has nothing to do with inflation reduction. Uh, you know, the biggest single chunk of money in this monstrous monstrosity is for, you know, climate change. $370 billion, uh, something like almost $400 billion on climate change. And I, I saw this guy the other day that not a, uh, not a conservative and uh, maybe not the best scientist because he buys into some of this climate change nonsense, but he was just looking at uh, their own figures. He was looking at the UN model uh, and plugging in numbers and you, you get two numbers that uh, there's a, a small range, the best case and the worst case, as far as reducing the carbon footprint, you know, and the, uh, the best outcome from spending this $400 billion was 28 one thousandths of one degree Fahrenheit is what you would get. And this is over one year. No, 10 years. No, 80 years. 
80 years. And that's if they kept this stuff up after, you know, the, the period for this legislation runs out. And the, the worst case in their model was, you know, an even smaller number. And so the question is, what is this money going for? Are, are they really telling us that 28 one thousandths of one degree over 80 years is why we're spending this money? I don't, I don't even think they would try to, you know, pedal that. Well, they don't but, have to pedal it because they just keep it quiet. They hide everything yeah, that's in that bill. And then, then like this idiot uh, Jean-Pierre says, well, you know, let's see what's in it after we vote for it. Let's see what's in it after we vote for it. Where do you, where do you people come from? Mars? So they're not going to tell you what's in it because they don't want you to know what's in it. And this nonsense of any effect on us whatsoever, as you said, 80 years, th- this whole thing's a, a fiasco. And what gets me the most is Biden was bragging yesterday about spending so much money. The more they spend, the more they brag about it. It's incredible. They, they think spending money solves all problems. But back to spending money. You know, this is a, a huge sum of our money that's going for something other than what, you know, it's supposed to be doing. And here's what it's doing. It's not too hard to figure out. Uh, it's big government socialism, where instead of letting the free market, letting free market capitalism, you know, you and me and everyone else decide, you know, what we want to eat, what we want to drive and so on and so forth. The government tries to pick winners and losers. You know, it, it, everybody remembers Solyndra. That was Obama's, uh, you know, Green New Deal kind of thing where he was promoting this company. And that one, and we only lost $50 billion on that. And, it, you know, it only took, what, three or four years for them to go under, if that yeah. much. And keep in mind, those but, winners and losers are al- already designated every time. The winners are the elitist. The losers are you and me. And if that's not the case... Why is it these tax credits go to people who want to spend 70000 on an electric car, who want to spend $60,000 on a new roof? Those are the elitist. Most people don't have $150,000 sitting around for a new electric car and a new roof. Guaranteed. Because you're not going to get insurance to cover that solar roof. I'll, I'll promise you that. They'll replace your damaged roof and they'll pay for it, but not with a solar roof. So you can forget that. Yeah. That's coming right out of your pocket. Oh, but you'll get a tax credit. So they'll give tax credits to all the wealthy people because nobody in most age brackets, or excuse me, uh, income brackets, can afford those things. So they won't buy them. Well, this is just like Obamacare. Remember Obamacare, you know, they couldn't get people to buy it because it was crap. So what did they have to do? They had to penalize you. And we all had to fill out that stupid paperwork. And if you didn't have it or some other form of health insurance, you know, they would they would penalize you. You know, it was like twenty five hundred bucks or something like that. Now, if you've got to penalize people twenty five hundred bucks to get them to select a product, it's not a good product. If you've got to you know give people seven thousand dollar tax credits to go out and buy an electric vehicle, there's something wrong. If electric vehicles are so great, if they're so wonderful, then we'd all be out buying them. But, you know, if the government would just let capitalism work, if they were so great, there'd be competition that would bring the prices down. You know, look at what you and I and everybody else now pays for, you know, things like TVs that, uh, you know, prices go down when you have competition in the free market. 
But the uh, the problem I have this this guy that pointed out that you know it's not going to have any impact on climate change. He's still you always hear these people. They still say you know they're talking about the the carbon bank. We got to find another way to you know put money in a carbon bank and to reduce the carbon footprint and blah blah blah. That that's the big lie underneath all of this that you know has so many doofuses out there. Believe in this crap. The atmosphere of the Earth, how much of it is carbon? You know, it's mostly oxygen and nitrogen, the vast majority of what's in our atmosphere. Carbon makes up three-tenths of 1%. That's all carbon. Now, if you look at man-made carbon emissions, it's a tiny, tiny fraction of three-tenths of 1%. Carbon emissions are not a problem. Carbon emissions are not affecting the climate. They dream up this greenhouse effect, and it's like that's all total bullshit. Well, they, they've been you dreaming. Gotta, you got to attack these people, you know, at the heart of the argument that carbon is not the issue. We exhale CO2 every time we breathe. So if you're really, you know, you greenies out there, if you really want to eliminate your carbon footprint, then go kill yourself because that's the only <laughs> way you're going to stop it. Please don't make me happy. But I, 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 I agree. They make this stuff up as they go along. Biden said yesterday the climate crisis. Who out there believes there's a climate crisis? Is anyone out there thinking, you know, I would much rather have them solve the climate crisis than bring gas prices down or bring the price of food down or put goods on the shelves? You know, I couldn't even find the other day a box of Cheez-Its. Uh, how, how bad are we as a country now where a box of extra toasty Cheez-Its can't be found? Well, here's here's a good one for you with the little su- supply chain. My son went to take my grandkids to get a smoothie at the Smoothie King the other day. He, after waiting it's in line, they didn't put a sign up. He waits in the drive through line, pulls up, and they said, oh, sorry, we don't have any smoothies. Would you like a cup of coffee? <laughs> The Smoothie King didn't have smoothies. Is there a, is there a <laughs> supply chain problem with strawberries and bananas, or what's going on? Yeah, well, praise God that Taco Bell still has tacos. But if they get yeah. their way, they won't even have tacos. But that's where we're at. So the things that really impact people, they don't care about it. They're going to tell you there's a climate crisis, even though we all know there isn't one. Well, as you've said many times, Kevin— you know, if there's a climate crisis, and if Obama really believes it, why did he buy that waterfront exactly. mansion for with 14 or 15 million exactly. of our dollars? And, uh, you know, Al Gore, <laughs> yeah, Al Gore. Yeah. we were supposed to be dead and gone, you know, a decade ago, according to Al Gore. Well, Sandy Cortez gave us an extra 10 years, though. We got 10 years, she said now. So we get an extra 10. Every time a liberal what... promise is broken, we get an extra 10 years of life. Oh, it's it's amazing. They're it's sickening. simply amazing. They're sickening, but, and uh, everyone like them is sickening. And I will have nothing to do with any of them. They're just well, sick, like your last, sick people. Uh, like your last caller, I'll uh, you know try to find the silver lining and just say, thank goodness, uh, Lizzie Borden Cheney got her ass whipped, and so that means along with her, her stupid father in that ridiculous 
cowboy hat, he got his old ass whipped too. Don't you love phonies when they try to look like something they're not? You think this guy has ever run a ranch in his life, has ever been a real cowboy? Well, he might have ridden a horse at some point. Well, actually, I think he was riding a horse when he shot that guy when they were out hunting, when he was vice president. When he nearly yeah, he's him. a real outdoorsman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Put him on a horse with a gun, and the guy next to you might be dead. <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's been, But here, here's, a, here's what gripe me. Here's what gripe me the most about that that television ad that he was pontificating about Donald Trump on is that Fox kept airing it. No one airs primary TV ads nationally. Nobody, because the nation doesn't care about what goes on in Wyoming. Only Wyoming people care. But Fox aired that ad ad nauseum. Nobody else's ads were ever aired on Fox the, of a, during a primary. Eric Greitens, for instance, Eric Schmidt, those, those weren't aired on Fox. They came in locally. But this aired nationally on Fox. Un, unconscionable. But that's Fox. Well, I, Fox makes me sick. And, you know, even even the ones that claim to be, and some of them may be conservative, uh, or libertarian like a Tucker Carlson or Brian Kilmeade, but they've got so many closet liberals there. And I, in, in the last week, you know, when I occasionally turn that on to see what they're saying, I, I turn it off immediately because I turn it on and what do I get? I get some asshat. What was it? Sean Duffy was the latest one, oh but God. they're all doing it. Oh, the, the rank and file of the FBI. They're, yep. they're wonderful. This, this is after, after yeah. they show a clip right. of one of these old time FBI agents that, you know, really were good guys fighting crime. Come on and say the whole thing is just rife with corruption yeah. and it's totally politicized. And then, you know, and, two <laughs> minutes later, oh, the rank and file. Oh, yeah, they're, they're okay. They're good guys. They're good guys. They're just trying to do their job, follow orders. They're the, they're the guys who staged the hoax in Michigan of kidnapping witchcraft. So yeah. those were your rank and file guys. That's what they're up to. Uh, they Those are the guys who were involved in the hoax that was January 6th who were not only infiltrating the crowd, but now we find out through the revolver uh, uh, journalist that the bomb, the supposed pipe bomb planted outside the DNC headquarters wasn't really planted there at all. Or if it was, why is why is the FBI hiding the video? So you only hide the video when you're covering your own ass. If the bomb was actually planted there, and they showed it last night, the supposed bomber he, from different angles, the one camera angle that would show that he put the bomb there, they, they didn't release. Only and, the other the ones. one guy had a great point on that, too, said, you know, it's right near the entrance. And you're telling yeah. me that when the Secret right. Service, you know, swept through looking for stuff that they wouldn't have seen a pipe bomb sitting exactly. right there. Sitting right in f full view. And you'll hear about you'll hear about that a little bit later on from uh, Darren Beatty from Revolver. All right, Steve, I got to run. All right. Good stuff. Thank you. And carpe diem. Carpe diem to you. Yeah, there's so much going on, so much corruption going on. It's hard to keep up. Honestly, it is. I feel like a traffic cop. And yet, with all the corruption, then we get this lousy, rotten bill. Stuart Varney is a guy that knows the economy. He's like Larry Kudlow. I'll give Fox credit for hiring those two guys. And Stuart Varney understands, probably better than anybody, what this bill is all about. So will this bill reduce inflation? Stuart Varney, your turn. Whoever invented the name 
the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, has a rather sick sense of humour <laughs> because it does nothing of the sort, and the Democrats know it. Of this course, is really yeah. a climate bill, but the Democrats know that climate is not a high priority, so they change the name and make it the Inflation Reduction Act of Great. 2022. It's actually, I think it's a case of financial fraud because it does nothing of the sort. The bill that Biden signs today hurts middle America. There's a corporate tax, there is a coal tax, there's an oil tax, there's a gas tax, natural gas tax, there's a stock buyback tax. All of that gets passed along to consumers right. in the form of higher prices. That's inflation. That does exactly the opposite of what this thing is supposed to do. Carpe diem, Stuart Varney. But yet you have Democrats like Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries. I think he's delusional. I really do believe he is. But Hakeem, are the problems that we face today caused by the Republicans? And the choice is Democrats who are delivering, putting people over politics, and extreme Republicans. They're extreme on reproductive freedom. They want to criminalize abortion. Extreme on Social Security. They actually want to end it in five years. And, of course, extreme on democracy. Chris, apparently, they don't believe in it anymore. Uh, and so we think when we can go to the voters with a very clear choice, uh, we've got a strong chance to defy history and hold the majority in the House of Representatives. What a flat-out liar. The Republicans want to end Social Security in five years. When, when has that ever been said? But did you notice him using the euphemisms that Lara Logan warned us about just a little bit ago here on the show when she said they'll say, democracy, it's all about democracy. He just said it. Republicans want to end democracy. <laughs> I mean, you just you have to laugh at these people because they're insidiously stupid. And my God, they lie. It is incredible how easily these people lie. And they insult you by thinking that you're falling for it. Have you noticed, though, that it almost always seems like it's the same people involved in these scandals? Always the same people from the FBI. The guy who presided over the fake kidnapping out there in Michigan now was moved to Washington, D.C., and now he's working on the fake Donald Trump investigation. It's amazing they're all the same. Cash Patel is a guy who recognizes that. He studies it for a living, and he thought the same thing. Me as a former national security prosecutor in the national security division where this case is being run out of, it's no surprise that the likes of John Carlin, who was the assistant attorney general for national security, who authorized a Russiagate hoax to begin with, is now the number three official at DOJ. And Lisa Monaco is the wow. number two official who was his superior back then. These folks, and this is a, this is the thing I want to stress with. Now that this is a, quote-unquote, ongoing FBI counterintelligence investigation, they will come out to the American public and be able to say, ongoing CI investigation, you will never be allowed to see the Russiagate docs or any other docs that wow. President Trump lawfully declassified, and they will hide it from the public, and Congress has a monumental lift ahead of them. Come November, they better start subpoenaing these documents immediately. Yeah, because they'll destroy them. That was the real mission at Mar-a-Lago, was to get these documents that Trump declassified that not embarrassed the liberals, but proved what criminals they are in all of these hoaxes. And there's a lot of them. Every one of them has fallen on failure. Every one of them, every attempt 
to wrongfully get at Donald Trump has failed. Not only failed, but failed miserably without a morsel of evidence against the president. Nothing. But if you keep pounding that message home, people will start to wonder, gosh, is it President Trump? Alan Dershowitz, who is an uber-liberal, I always tell you that, didn't vote for Donald Trump, did defend him in the impeachment, the second impeachment, because he knows what's right and what's wrong. He also has what I consider to be a foolproof philosophy as to how you can tell who's lying and who's not. Professor, give it to us. I have a general rule of thumb. Those who try to hide things are generally wrong, and those who try to disclose things are generally right. I think that applies in this case. Good point. Uh, Look, if you follow what the Justice Department has done to people like um, Manafort and Navarro, uh, yes, it's possible. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to be arrested. Um, The goal of the Larry Tribes of the world is to get him indicted and prosecuted so he can't run again for uh, president. Of course, they're dead wrong. Um, He can run for president even if he's indicted, convicted, and wearing striped uh, shirts, uh, a prison garb. Uh, the Constitution provides only four bases for disqualification from president, and being convicted of a crime is not one of them. And Congress can't change the criteria that are in the Constitution for the election of the president. Carpe triple diem, Alan Dershowitz. He's right. The person that's hiding something is always the liar. The person who wants to see everything is always the one who's right. So let's apply that to this hearing that will take place tomorrow over the affidavit. Who's hiding it? Who wants no one to see it? They don't want the light of day to shine on it. The Justice Department and the FBI. Who wants it exposed? Donald Trump. He knows he didn't do anything wrong. If he had done something wrong, he wouldn't be so crazy about exposing the affidavit. But he knows he didn't do anything wrong. So he's just like with the Ukrainian phone call. Here's the transcript immediately. No president does that. He did it. Let's see the affidavit. He wants it out there. He wants everybody to see it because it will prove and expose how criminally corrupt the FBI, the Department of Justice, and the Biden regime really is. They know it. He knows it. They want nothing to do with it. It'll be interesting to see what this judge does tomorrow. You sit back, though, and you watch these liberals do this time and time again, and you say to yourself, how the hell do they pull it off? Congressman Jim Jordan, how do they pull it off? Understand the template here. The template never changes with these guys. It's the left creates a lie. Big media, mainstream press reports the lie. Big tech amplifies the lie. And then when we try to tell the truth, they call us names and try to cancel us and tell us and tell the world that, oh, we're the ones not not being square with them. Uh, So the country, though, the good news is they figured it out. And I'll tell you who else has figured it out. And you and John, with your background in law enforcement, appreciate this. 14 FBI agents have come to our office as whistleblowers, and they are good people. There are lots of good people in the FBI. It's the top that's the problem. But some of these good agents are coming to us telling us this is baloney what's going on, the political nature now of the Justice Department. God bless them for doing it, coming and talking to us about the school board issue, about a whole host of issues. I mean, it's becoming a well-worn trail of agents who say this has got to stop. And thank goodness for them, and thank goodness that the American people recognizes it, and I believe that are going to make a big change on November 8th. Carpe diem, Congressman Jordan, and I hope you're right. There has to be a big change. 
You know, I hate it when people speak for American citizens. You know, the American people think this. I don't know what the American people think. Neither does anyone in Congress. But they always tell us that the American people think this. Well, we won't know that until November 8th. Then we'll find out what the American people actually think. But I love especially when these liberals are telling us what the American people think and what they want. I can tell you what they don't want because you see it time and time again when people speak up. They don't want higher taxes. They don't want high inflation. They don't want to buy electric cars. They they tell us that by their own behavior, by their own decision-making. They want none of that. But the liberals think that we do because there's a climate crisis. And how do we know? They said there is. No data, no proof, no evidence, just them. So if I come to you and I say, here's my friend, he's a pathological liar, but he wants to tell you something that's going to be very important in your life. And then he proceeds to tell you, and you think to yourself, should I believe him? He's a pathological liar. Of course you wouldn't believe him, unless you're brain dead. So why would you believe these people? They're pathological liars. They lie for a living. Nothing that comes out of their mouth is true, ever. I mean, you'd think that once in a while they'd stumble and actually utter a truth, a truism. But they don't. Everything's a lie. And right on cue to what Jim Jordan was saying is somebody named Michael Beschloss. He's supposedly an historian at NBC News. Michael Beschloss, can you toss any more lies on the fire? Watching us today vote as if your life depends on it because it might. Kevin McCarthy threatened the possible right. next Speaker of the House of the Republicans when threatened an attorney general and said, you better lay off, essentially, you better lay off Trump or else there's going to be violence. Are we going to survive this? I don't know. The hopeful part of this is that America does have resilience and we do get over moments like this. I don't think I'll ever get over moments like hearing him talk. That's possible. I don't know that I can get over such a liar. He just accused Kevin McCarthy of threatening Merrick Garland with violence. His own words. When did Kevin McCarthy threaten Merrick Garland with anything? What he told him was, I'm giving Merrick Garland a heads up. Save your notes. Save all your documentation because we're investigating you. Now, how does that relate to or translate into telling Merrick Garland, you better not go after Trump or there's going to be violence? That's what that ass just said. And how about the host with him? Are we going to survive this? There comes the fear-mongering. You can count on the liberals for a very short list of things that they will always do. They'll always call you a racist, a bigot. You'll be homophobic. But there will always be the fear element involved because they know they can't sell any of their crap, so they sell fear. And the fear of this crappy bill is the world's going to be over in 10 years. We've got to do something about it. Through the history of this country, what has a democratic regime ever done for you? You can look through the history of this country, and I can't find anything. Nothing. There's got to be something. I just can't find it. 
So more fear-mongering, that's what they always specialize in. But don't you get the feeling that something's really missing in this Mar-a-Lago raid story? Lindsey Graham, what's missing? We need the affidavit. Show your cards. Uh, Merrick Garland can't have it both ways. He can't give us the inventory, the warrant, without telling us why it was necessary. Without the affidavit, we're, we're flying blind in the dark, and the American people are going through too much pain, too much heartache on this endless effort to destroy Donald Trump. Well, that's that's their deal, though. And they are, you know, I don't know that he's putting us through a lot of pain. He says the American people, once again, are going through all this. You don't know what the American people are feeling. I don't either. I know the people around me, and I know the people that I talk to. They're pissed off. They're not telling me, you know, I'm in a lot of pain. That's what liberals are. They're always in pain. They're always the victim. People like me, like you, the listening uh, smart people out there, we're not in pain. We're just pissed off. We like to put a few people into pain, but we're not in any pain. I'm not in any pain. We're going to all be in financial pain. But this business of going after Donald Trump just tells you how scared they are of him. My God, they're threatened by him. And Peter Navarro, who was an associate of President Trump's administration, he experienced it firsthand, too, when they put him in shackles and paraded him through an airport. I wonder if he saw any similarities between his experience and the Mar-a-Lago raid. Two days before they grabbed me at that airport, I called the FBI agent, Walter Giordano, the arresting agent, said, hey, Walter, whatever you need, whatever you need, I'm happy to cooperate. I had an inkling they might be doing something. And I said, hey, Walter, whatever you need, right? And two two times before that, this is the other two, I had willingly and peacefully accepted subpoenas by email, first from the coronavirus subcommittee and then from the select committee. So I had a pattern of peaceful cooperation in receiving subpoenas. So whatever what they said was just a cover-their-ass thing. The bigger issue is what they're afraid of. We, in our discovery motion, want to find out exactly who made the decision to do that public arrest and put me in leg irons. Why did they do it? Yeah, why did they do it? We know why they did it, Peter. They did it because they wanted to humiliate you and embarrass you, just as they did with John Eastman, the attorney, stopping him in public, taking his phone. Here's Peter Navarro two days before he was arrested telling them, hey, calling them on his own, whatever you guys need, I'm cooperating. My history tells you I'll cooperate. I've already cooperated with two subpoenas. Donald Trump going down into the room where the agents are inspecting his documents, telling his team of attorneys, Give them whatever they want. Only Republicans act that cooperatively. So since they're cooperating, what does the Department of Justice do and the FBI? They turn into the Nazis that they are. Hey, these people are cooperating. We've got to make it look like they're not. We've got to raid homes. We've got to do, make arrests in public. We've got to make it look like they're not cooperating. We know that the liberal media will run with that story and that version of lies. So let's do it now. They knew they were losing these cases. They're still going to lose. What do you think the reaction of the country is going to be? I can't wait to hear what politicians tell us the American people think after this judge refuses to unseal the affidavit tomorrow. That should be fun. It's always fun to hear nutcases like John Bolton talk. John Bolton is so irrelevant and so desperate to be relevant 
that he attacked President Trump after he was booted out of the White House. Bolton was booted. Tried to write a book. The president stopped it successfully. Bolton hated that because he wanted to have his lies out real quickly so he could hurt Donald Trump as much as he could. And now he's under the delusion that he's God and that somehow a president, Donald Trump, needed to go through him for his approval before anything was declassified. I never heard of it, never saw it in operation, never knew anything about it. The president never said anything to me during 17 months there. Uh, uh, I just think it's a complete fiction. He's supposed to check with you. It's a fiction that he declassified these documents because he didn't check with me. By golly, I was there 17 months. He ignored me for 17 months? Yes, he did. Now, the question is a legitimate one. Why the hell did he bring you in to begin with? That's another one for Trump on the negative marker. The ledger of bad hires for Donald Trump almost sinks his ship. It's part of the reason he has such grief now. If he had surrounded himself with loyal people who do the job for the American people, he wouldn't be in as many fixes as he's in. But he's really not in any fix because he didn't do anything wrong. He has to respond to all of these things, though. And that's because of the people that were around him in the White House, including the White House attorneys, Cipollone and his gang of criminals. Every one of them. Every rotten one of them. And by the way, people like me, when you question the motives and the actions of the Gestapo and the Department of Justice and Biden, you're immediately speaking in the tone of hate speech. And by the way, the standard to discover what hate speech is, is Micah Brzezinski and her imbecile husband, the arrogant pompous ass Scarborough, who dismisses his wife's meanderings all the time on television. He makes her look like such an ass, I can't believe she married this guy. Here's a good example. Micah's saying that the buzz, the buzz is bad from people like Slayton and all the Trump supporters, the buzz, to which Joe responds, you're an ass, it's a lot worse than that. All the buzz on the internet and all over the airwaves, it, it, it does... It does have an impact. Well, I mean, you could say buzz. <clears throat> well, there's I'm, an awful I'm lot calling of, it buzz. There's yes. an awful lot of hate speech coming from uh, pro-Trump media outlets. Uh, anger. Just, uh, uh, attacking anger. the nation's premier law enforcement agency simply because Donald Trump is, is being investigated. Don't you love it how he just ignores her? Well, then there's a lot of anger. I'll use anger. He, he just goes on. He doesn't care. He does that all the time to her. No, she's a babbling idiot. But the fact that he's her husband, you'd think he would show her a little bit more respect. He just dismisses everything she says. Hate speech, he said. It's hate speech. Kevin Slayton wants to know what was in that affidavit. That's hate speech. Lindsey Graham wants to know more hate speech. Marco Rubio wants to know more hate speech. Donald Trump wants to know, of course it's hate speech. Hate speech. The names that this guy calls President Trump are embarrassing, shameful, and yet he's accusing other people of hate speech. Isn't it beautiful? These hypocritical bastards, they're unconscionable. Alina Habba is becoming one of my favorite attorneys. All of Trump's attorneys are, actually. They're all good, and none of them are afraid. None of them are afraid of these criminals in the government. Alina Habba is one of them. Alina, what do you think will happen tomorrow when the judge has the hearing 
about unsealing the affidavit. Do you think he'll unseal it? No, I don't think so. Don't forget Judge Reinhardt is the same magistrate judge that recused himself from my Hillary case about a month ago. Um, he is definitely not going to be a friendly judge necessarily. And um, there's, I would say it was highly unlikely. As we can see, the DOJ is already saying that they do not want us to see what was in the affidavit. Usually that's to protect witnesses um, and other things that have been cooperating with the justice system. So while I would love to see it and understand why you would ask for a raid with a cooperating president, do I believe that this judge is going to reveal it? No, I do not. Yeah, I'd like to know why you raid a cooperating president's home. But why did you handcuff and put in shackles a cooperating Peter Navarro? Same reasons. Alina Haba knows it, but she wants them to say it publicly, and that's what's going to happen tomorrow. They're going to have to give an explanation as to why they're not going to show the affidavit. Now, that truly is in the public interest. I believe most of the public would like to know what's in there. I think when you start accusing a duly elected president of criminal behavior and you raid his home, I think most people are curious. People that I know are curious. They want to know what's in it. We're not special. I think we're, we're thinking along the same lines as most people are. I'd be surprised if we weren't. So we'll see what happens tomorrow, but I agree with her. I don't think for one second this corrupt judge is going to unseal that affidavit. Now, the question then becomes, Alina Habba, can you change judges? We've asked for a special master with the DOJ. I believe they've indicated that they would not want an independent special master, which would be fantastic because it would be a neutral party, like you said, and it would preclude any funny business, for lack of better words. Well, I think funny business pretty well covers it, Alina. Yeah, they've asked for a special master, an independent. Why would someone object to an independent person overlooking a debacle like this? Because an independent person looking at this will understand how corrupt it is. That's why. It's not a a, a situation where it's coincidental that they found a judge, not even a judge, a magistrate, who carries the water for a judge, they found a magistrate unfriendly to Trump. Wow, what a coincidence. That's unbelievable. I can't, there's nothing to see there, of course. It's just a coincidence. Same guy who dis, who recused himself from a civil case involving Trump because he hates Trump so much. They found him somehow. wonder how that happened. Well, we'll see just how corrupt he is tomorrow, that's for sure. In the meantime, where's Heels Up Harris during all of this? Where was she yesterday during the signing of this document? This bill? She wasn't even there. They've excluded her from all of these things now. And maybe this is why, because when she starts talking, and in this case about big tech, you have no idea where she is. We know that we really are quite behind in terms of maximizing our collective understanding about how we will engage on the technology of today and what we can quickly and easily predict will be the technology over the next decades. So to maintain our position as the United States of America on this issue, it is critical that we work together to understand where we are, to recognize and have the courage to speak truth about what is obsolete, 
and then to partner to ensure that we are speaking the same language with the same motivation, inspired by the opportunity of it all, but then doing the work of updating how we've been talking and thinking about our exploration in space. What? What? <laughs> We're inspired by it all. Well, I was inspired listening to that. I mean, man, if she were a football coach, I'd want to break through the locker room door to get out on that field. What the hell was she talking about? The energy on technology of today. Maintain our position where we are. What are you t- We don't want to be obsolete. Let's partner with people in the same language. Well, you don't speak anyone's language. What are you talking about, woman? She's a just a walking, talking embarrassment. You think it can't get worse than Biden. Biden clearly has no idea where he is when he talks. She, however, I would assume, is in possession of her faculties. And she's more difficult to understand than he is. He's just reading lies. He's not even really speaking. He's just reading lies that someone else told him to tell. What's her excuse? That's just embarrassing. It's also embarrassing that the FBI continues to hide video of of January 6th, specifically of the guy that planted the pipe bomb, or so they say. The video that Revolver journalist Darren Beatty has uncovered and put it out uh, online on Revolver is of a guy in a hood sitting on a park bench close to the Democratic National Headquarters in Washington on January 6th then walking around in a circle and coming back and sitting at a bench that was adjacent to it, looking at the camera, the security camera, then bending over as if he's doing something. And yet the angle that would have told us what he was doing isn't blocked by any bushes. This one is blocked by the hedges. And they don't have that. The FBI won't release it. I'll tell you why they won't release it. There was no pipe bomb. They want you to believe that it's some Trump supporter that planted a pipe bomb. There wasn't one. Because if there was one, they would be only too happy to release that video. So there wasn't one. Just another lie told by the FBI. No question the guy in the hooded sweatshirt was an FBI plant. He looked at the security camera. Who looks at a security camera when you're about to plant something? Why did he sit at one bench and go around and then come back, circle back? He was looking for the right place where he could plant it or pretend to plant it. And then he knew they weren't going to release the video from the other side. So he bent down to pretend he was planting something, knowing the hedges were blocking the view of the security camera that he looked directly into. Also armed with the knowledge that they would not release the tape from the other angle. And so he was golden. But Liz Cheney, Elizabeth Cheney, the one who's searching for justice, she claims, she's so honorable that Abraham Lincoln would be proud of her. Never mention that. Not in any one of her glorious hearings did she even mention that. It's fascinating, isn't it? Another coincidence? I'm sure. Well, Daniel Beatty, do you think it's coincidence? Because I don't. Shows definitively and without question 
that the FBI is withholding, hiding, concealing from the public critical footage of the pipe bomber actually planting the bomb, actually placing the bomb down. And the question is, why would they do that? Why would they hide precisely the piece of footage that would be most likely to help them get the public to catch and identify the perpetrator? And furthermore, given that we know that they're hiding this footage and that the bomb was placed outside of the Democrat National Committee building, allegedly by some MAGA Trump supporter January 6th pipe bomber, why aren't Democrats demanding to Merrick Garland, to Stephen D'Antuono, to Christopher Ray that they release this piece of critical footage? Why not? Because there was no pipe bomb. That's why not. Remember when they tried to hustle up and cover themselves by saying, no, there was also one planted by the Republican National Office. No, there wasn't. There was no pipe bomb. That's why they're not showing footage. He's correct. If there was a pipe bomb, and they have that video of that angle showing him planting it, they'd release it so people might be able to identify him. You wouldn't be able to, though. He was dressed in a hoodie. His face was obscured. But there was no pipe bomb. I can promise you that. And that's why there's no video. But there were informants placed in the crowd, and that's why there's no video of them. Elizabeth Cheney, the ringleader of that January 6th circus, after getting her ass trounced last night by over 30 points by Harriet Hageman, thanks to President Trump's endorsement, Are you really going to, in your concession speech, are you really going to pull a gold star father into your chaotic mess? A little over a year ago, I received a note from a gold star father. He said to me, standing up for truth honors all who gave all. And I have thought of his words every single day since then. I've thought of them because they are a reminder of how we must all conduct ourselves. We must conduct ourselves in a way that is worthy of the men and women who wear the uniform of this nation, and in particular of those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. Two years ago, I won this primary with 73% of the vote. I could easily have done the same again. The path was clear, but it would have required that I go along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election It would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the foundations of our republic. That was a path I could not and would not take. But you were okay with your daddy questioning the outcome of the 2000 election, weren't you? You're damn right you were. You're just not okay with Donald Trump questioning the outcome of this one. When daddy's involved... Without his cowboy hat, you were okay. You were just fine. You were right on board. Let's see what the truth is. Now you don't care what the truth is. You lie about it. You try to portray yourself as you just did as some honorable public servant. So honorable that even though you knew you could win easily, you chose honor. Then you invoked a gold star dad and claimed that he was telling you that you were the honorable person. 
He said, no such thing. She's a disgrace. Every word of what you just heard was a lie, a verifiable lie. Somehow, if Donald Trump questions the results of an election, it's an attack on the very foundation of our republic, she said. But when her daddy attacked an election result that he was involved in, it was perfectly okay to question it. Perfectly okay. Trust me, liberal Democrats are not the only frauds in Washington. I would say 90% of the Republicans are as well. They just don't target people and go after people, but they better start. I saw something the other day. It said, I'm tired of playing by the rules. Democrats have no rules, and they don't. So when you're in a mud fight with a pig, you get down in the mud and be a pig. Because trying to stand above that mud in your tuxedo does you no good. Fight like a pig when you fight a pig. And that's what you need to learn. You just heard one, one of the Democrat pigs, Elizabeth Cheney, lie through her teeth. Oh, I'm such an honorable person. I could have won this so easily. I got 73% of the vote last time, which Ainsley Earhart said this morning that she won by 73 points. You know, every time I have Fox and Friends on in the morning, it's for background noise in case something big happened while I'm working. I'll know about it. But I have to hear Steve Ducey and Ainsley Earhart. And having to hear that makes me feel dumber every morning. One is dumber than the next. Thank God, kill me. Thank God. Ainsley Earhart actually was asking Lawrence Jones, uh, one of their black reporters who has a show on Saturday night, who is not an attorney, asking him a legal question about, (laughs) I'm sorry, but it makes me laugh, about the affidavit. Why would you ask him? Lawrence, what do you think is going to happen this morning with this uh, with this affidavit? You think the judge is going to release it? How does Lawrence Jones know? Nothing against Lawrence Jones. He's just not an attorney. Why don't you ask an attorney? You have plenty of them at your disposal. But instead you had a, a goober asking a question to a guy who's not an attorney who probably thought to himself, what the hell are you asking me for? How would I know? And then he just completely repeated what other lawyers have said. Because he's not a lawyer. That would be like asking me, well, Kevin, do you think um, Joe Smith here is going to need surgery on his brain, or do you think he'll survive just as he is? Why would I comment on that? I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. Here's a good rule of thumb. Doctors comment on medical issues. Attorneys comment on legal issues. Is that hard to follow, Fox? Apparently it is. They've got Alan Dershowitz at their beck and call. They've got other attorneys, Jonathan Turley, Greg Jarrett. They're all available. Why are they asking Lawrence Jones? Because Fox is engaged in a non-ending promotion of their shows, which is fine you promote your shows, but Lawrence Jones is black. Let's not ask a white guy who has a show on a Saturday. We'll promote the black guy. Now, I'm not whistling down some empty hallway when I say that. That's how they operate. 
There's no reason on this earth to be asking Lawrence Jones that question. And I felt sorry for him because I think he does really good work. But he was in way over his head. You could almost tell he was uncomfortable and didn't want to be answering such a question. I wouldn't want to answer a medical question. Why would he want to answer a legal question? Not to mention that Alina Haba, President Trump's attorney, on your air the night before, last night, answered that question. Wouldn't her opinion be a little more credible than Lawrence Jones? I would think so. Alan Dershowitz, on your air, answered that question. I think he's more credible. And if you didn't like either one of them, Greg Jarrett, Jonathan Turley, they're always available. Andy McCarthy, he's another one that you employ. You've got attorneys coming out your ass, and instead you ask a guy who hosts a Saturday night show a legal question. And the person asking is the dumbest person you have on the air. (laughs) That's Fox. That's what they've become. But Elizabeth Cheney has become Abraham Lincoln. And if you don't believe me, just ask her. Lizzie, are you Abraham Lincoln? The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed, he saved our union, and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. So, I'm trying to follow her logic. Lincoln lost some races for public office prior to being elected president, but yet he was still able to be elected president. So that's what I'm going to do, because I'm just like Abe Lincoln. I'm Liz Lincoln. I'm surprised she'll change. I won't be surprised if she changes her name and then she'll try to run for president as a Democrat. Vote Liz Lincoln. I lost just like Abraham Lincoln, but here I come. I want to be president. I'm Liz Lincoln, Democrat. Vote for me. I'm calling her Elizabeth Lincoln from now on. She not only invoked a gold star dad, much to, I'm sure, his chagrin, to carry her lying water bucket, but then Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) When she starts comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln, isn't it time to turn her off? Yes, it is. Laura Ingram normally, I think, does a decent show. I think she's arrogant. She's rude. She cuts people off way too too often. But her arrogance is second to none. I wouldn't have known this because she's never said it on her own show, but she was a guest on someone's radio show. And Eric Bowling, who used to work at Fox, and I'm not a fan of Eric Bowling, but he stood up against her and what she had to say. Here's Bowling introducing it, and then you'll hear what she said about Donald Trump. Much like the organization she works for, Fox News' Laura Ingram seems to have thrown in the proverbial Trump towel. People conflate trump with with people's overall sense of of happiness in the country i mean I, country i think is so exhausted uh they're exhausted by the battle uh the constant battle that they they may believe that well maybe it's time to turn the page if we can get someone who has all trump's policies who's not trump people conflate no. trump no, with Laura, respectfully 
I beg to differ. The Democrats, Laura, friend of mine, solid, solid Trump supporter, even spoke at the national convention for Trump. What do you mean, no Trump? What's wrong with you? That's a pretty good question. What's wrong with you? But Laura Ingram is one of them who speaks for everybody. She said, the people conflate their happiness with Donald Trump. What? You sound like heels up Harris. It doesn't even make any sense. We're exhausted by the battle, she said. No, we're not. We're exhausted by the lies. We're exhausted by the inflation. We're exhausted by paying higher prices for everything. We're exhausted by high taxes. None of that has anything to do with Donald Trump because we didn't feel any of that under him. So you want to get rid of the guy who took care of the American people? Oh, because people are exhausted by the battle. You coward. If the going gets a little rough for Laura Ingram, she bails. That's what she's saying. <laughs> Again, telling us what people think. I always love that. Because I don't know what to think without their help. I really don't. And then you've got this story in Minnesota where this public school district has proposed that hasn't been signed into law yet in their district that they will, when layoffs come, they will lay off people that are white before they'll lay off people that are black. Now, what could possibly be the motive behind that other than you're a freaking woke racist and you hate white people? Black people don't want that. I saw some black teachers on this morning on television saying that's that's nonsense. This is what we fought against. We don't want you doing this. And our excuse, of course, is, well, we're trying to help out the group that's underrepresented, to which Leo Terrell, who was a teacher before he became a civil rights attorney, says, balderdash. That is a lie. Uh, let me be very clear, and let's not forget the law. It's unconstitutional, it's discriminatory, it's affirmative action, which is illegal, and it's racist. Besides being a school teacher, I was a civil rights attorney. My, my whole goal as a civil rights attorney is to eliminate the game of playing the race card. Right. And what you have here is people out in the open playing the race card. And I'd like to see some data that says a kid learns better if they have a teacher that looks like them. They need experienced and qualified teachers, period. Yeah, I mean, what, what is this? You learn more if your teacher's black, if you're a black child. The only way a child would think that is because they've been indoctrinated with the racism of critical race theory. That's the only way a child would think that. By the same token, a white kid would not think, I better have a white teacher. I just can't learn. Who thinks that way? Racists, school districts, school boards, school unions, many school teachers. That's how they think. That is the racist crowd. I had a lot of different people when I was uh, going to school. I'm sure most people have teaching me black, white, male, female. So should I have said, well, I got a female teacher. I can't learn anything from her. I'm not a female. Well, Kevin, she's teaching you math. So what? Can't learn math from a woman. I'm not a woman. That's what, that's their logic. Can't learn history from a black person. I'm not black. Just when you think it can't get any nuttier, it does. 
I mean, it literally does. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. We'll see how that plays out. And isn't it funny how the CDC now has said, hey, you know, uh, never mind. We didn't mean to scare you to death about COVID, to which one woman had a great response. So the CDC stated that the vaxxed and unvaxxed can be treated the same now. But it's finally okay to treat all people with respect and dignity regardless of their medical decisions. Oh, well, thank God you don't have to discriminate anymore. What's going to happen to the people who are wrongfully terminated? Will the service members who lost careers and retirement pay get to come back, or are you still going to continue kicking them out? Do the elderly who died alone get a second chance to die with love and dignity? Will you help the children, teens, and even adults get their mental health back? Or are you going to continue to treat us like lepers like you have for the last two years when we were called selfish, science deniers, grandma killers, unchristian-like, unloving, all because we wanted to assess and mitigate our own risk? And now after destroying livelihoods, dividing and bullying an entire community, causing financial burdens and a mental health crisis, you want to sit there and say the same things that we've been saying? in which you villainized us for? Oh, that's comical. Thank you for casually walking back your dictatorship and including in your guidelines that we were right all along. Carpe quadruple diem to her. So, so true. But that doesn't stop the liberals. She just undressed them with fact after fact after fact. That's what they've done to people. But it doesn't stop Dr. Jaha, who's the White House COVID response director, I didn't know they had one of those, but he decided, you know what, I don't care what the CDC says, I'm going to continue the fear-mongering and the lying. I will say one thing, which is, again, the power of, of these vaccines. Right now, we have four to 500 Americans still dying every day. If everybody was up to date on their vaccines and people got treated with Paxlovid as they're supposed to, deaths would go to close to zero across America. Can you imagine that lie? How many people have been infected with COVID after being vaccinated and boosted a thousand times when they told us you wouldn't get infected? How many people have died from COVID or died with COVID? Big distinction. We know from the lies that they told us, the numbers weren't anything close to what they said. Now, when this clown says 400 to 500 are dying every day from COVID, Where's he getting that number? He'll never tell you because he made it up. There is no such number. He's a liar. But he's with the Biden regime. Why wouldn't he be a liar? But here's what troubles me about people like that. You don't even have to tell that lie. What do you gain by telling that lie? Nobody believes you. You're not going to have people run out and say, oh, my God, I better go get vaccinated, even though for all this time I thought it was the wrong thing to do. I've questioned this vaccine, whether it was legitimate or not. It's harming people. I've seen the data that it's harming people. It's killing people. But wait a minute. Dr. Jaha says four or 500 people a day are dying from COVID. I better go get vaccinated now. That's going to, that's a ballpark change. That's a ballgame changer. I got to go. Does he really think somebody's going to say that? He must. He must think that. Because he's insane. Every time these liberals drive me crazy, you know what I do? I go to Taco Bell. Either for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, for late night. Because I can always afford Taco Bell. 
change in my sofa cushions, change in my car change department or compartment. There's enough to buy breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night. In fact, all of them. Because they have a dollar crave menu at breakfast, at lunch, at dinner, at late night. So you can get things off their menu for a buck. A grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits, that ought to take care of breakfast. Dollar. How about a double stuffed taco? There's lunch, another dollar. Grande burrito. There's dinner. Maybe at breakfast time you'd even throw in an AM crunch wrap. They have two different kinds that are under three dollars. A grande scrambler under three dollars. Breakfast quesadilla under two dollars. So I've got it all done. You want to get a snack later on? Go get some soft tacos. That's how simple it is to save money and still eat and get a lot of groceries to eat at Taco Bell. I support locally owned and operated businesses. I always tell you the locations of the locally owned and operated Taco Bells in our area. In Missouri, Chesterfield Valley, Union, Jackson, Cape Girardeau, Washington, St. Clair. In Illinois, Columbia, Salem, Troy, Decatur, Jerseyville, DuCoin, Carbondale, Springfield, and Waterloo. Those are all locally owned and operated locations for Taco Bell. They're always innovating on the menu at Taco Bell, so there's something new almost all the time. Check the menu out. See what's new. You can't believe what you're missing. I missed one one time, and then I wow, I went back and got it, and I, well, I felt like I was in heaven. Don't miss what's new at Taco Bell. They've got the Mexican pizza back. Did you know that? Yeah, they do. If you haven't had a Mexican pizza, head to Taco Bell today, one of the locally owned and operated locations. Get yourself a Mexican pizza. You'll be glad you did. You'll be saying, Slayton, God darn you, you were right. How could I ever doubt you? Well, doubt me at your risk, at your peril. Mexican pizza at Taco Bell. All right, folks, uh, I think it's kind of time to hear what the flag's all about since people are trashing uh, the, the Pledge of Allegiance. Johnny Cash told us, and he's going to tell us again, and then we're coming back with more of the show, including your phone calls, right here in the window world, King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I said, Al, is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said, watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag, but she waved on low. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville, and she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard, and Bragg, and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, 
She got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam. And now they've about quit waiting back here at home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Because she's been through the fire before. And I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up right. On second thought, I do like to brag. Cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. We welcome you back in, Kevin Slayton, with you on this Wednesday hump day morning. It's a beautiful Wednesday hump day morning out there, by the way. The weather has taken a break in terms of the humidity, so it's been nice. And we welcome you back in by telling you this. You can take part in our show. You can simply pick the phone up and call us, 636-538-0746, 538-0746. I was thinking during the break, we can't call her Elizabeth Lincoln. That doesn't sound catchy enough. So she will heretofore be Lizzie Lincoln, the liberal. Lizzie Lincoln, the liberal. That's who she'll be. Cleo is up. Good morning, Cleo. How are you? Well, I'm mad, Kevin. I'm mad at this Minnesota teachings uh, edict. Is that unbelievable? You know, as a black man, it's just ridiculous. You know, when this happened, the first thing I said to myself, and I'm not a lawyer, this violates the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which was a proper act. And sure enough, legal experts say that's right away. Exactly. Say the same thing I did. Exactly. And, and it's it's clear, as I, I've often said, is the only thing that happened under Lyndon Johnson's regime that was worthwhile to the black community. But he did that under pressure from Martin Luther King Jr., of course. Without the pressure, he wouldn't have done anything because he couldn't care less. He was an abject bigot. But this is in direct violation of that. And I don't know any black people, and you can uh, speak, but I don't know anyone who thinks that's a good idea that trying to correct racism from 60 years ago, we should do practice racism today in the opposite direction. No one thinks that's a good idea. Well, racists do. Some racists that's right, do. That's right. Racists are the only ones. And who's trying to do it? The liberals. And they're preying on this white guilt bull crap, too. Absolutely they are. I, I just laugh at white people who feel some sort of white guilt, woke guilt, whatever they call it. What the hell's wrong with you? You didn't do anything to anyone, I'm assuming. I didn't do anything to anybody. 
No one did anything to me, so nobody should pay me anything, and I shouldn't pay anything to anybody else. It's insane. This kind of th- Go ahead. It's just insane. This kind of thing brings disharmony amongst the races. Yes, it does. Can you, can you imagine in Minnesota, uh, this hasn't been, I guess, resolved yet, People, the teachers walking across each other in the hall, one white, one black. You think they're all going to be friendly to each other? Not a chance. And this is what the liberals do. They stoke division, racial division if they can. Obama started that. Remember the uh, the cop in Boston with the professor, oh, yeah. the black professor who was locked out oh, of his yeah. house? So the cop went over and asked him. He's trying to climb in a window. I don't care what color the guy was. I'd be asking him if it's at his house. So Obama started that. And he stoked it, and he stoked it, and he stoked it to the point where a black guy killed five cops in Dallas. And he just kept stoking it. The, the people, yeah, the police terrible. chief in Dallas, remember the police chief in Dallas was a black man, and he said he didn't want Obama coming to the memorial. And that arrogant, pompous ass showed up anyway. He showed up anyway. But th- that's what the liberals do. They stoke racial division everywhere they can because they know that if the races are angry at each other, oh, we've got them now. We've got them right where we want them. And you're exactly right, Cleo. If I'm a white teacher in those, that Minnesota school district, and let's just say I'm a really good teacher <clears> – <throat> And I've done well. I've been there 10 years. And a black teacher who's been there a year or so has nothing but complaints against them for their lousy work ethic or whatever it is. They don't do the assignments. right. That person will retain their job and I'll be fired first. Now, how can that that stoke anything but division? Yeah, that person who majors, majored in African-American studies, and that's all she teaches, will will keep her job. And and a 10-year veteran of math teacher, white girl, will be... On the unemployment line. Absolutely. It's unconscionable. It would be unconscionable if they did it the other way around, too. It's you, Stop it. Stop it with the racial crap. Stop it now. It's getting old, and it's getting people angry. And, of course, that's, that's just right. what they want to do. Yeah, they, they, they're really screwed up in Minnesota. That's liberal liberal heaven there. It's I never knew. I never knew how effed up Minnesota was until the George Floyd thing. I didn't realize that Minnesota was like that. I honestly didn't. Man, it's worse in California. And how about this Liz Cheney? She thinks she's going to run for president. <laughs> you mean you mean Lizzie Lincoln, the liberal? <laughs> when she smiles, it looks like her face wants to crack. <laughs> it probably does because it's a fake smile. But remember, it's okay if daddy challenges a presidential election that he's involved in, but it's not okay if Donald Trump does. And, and that commercial that Dick Cheney taped for her with his cowboy hat on looking like a buffoon – I wasn't confusing him with John Wayne or Roy Rogers even. Uh, but but he claimed that Donald Trump is the greatest threat to our democracy and our republic. Well, wait a minute. Back in 2000, it was Dick Cheney calling on Al Gore to concede the election. He said history would regard Mr. Gore in a better light if he were to bring this to a close in the very near future. So you're contesting that election. You wanted the other side to concede immediately. Interesting, isn't it, how his view has changed? Cheney looks like a complete moron. He looks like a doofus. He really, he really looks like a doofus with that hat on. <laughs> but he is cowboy, a doofus. Cowboy Cheney. Yeah, yeah, he's a cowboy, all right. I'm telling you, I'd love, I'd love to see where he lives in Wyoming. If, if it's on a ranch, he's living in the catbird house, and no one, he's doing no work on it and never has. <laughs> And, and this, this this affidavit thing will reveal will reveal all of it. it would unmask them. They're not going to release that. This this judge is in cahoots 
with Mayor Garland. Mayor Garland's told him what to do. He absolutely has, and this judge already hates Trump. We know that. Alina yeah. Habak said it correct. She doesn't anticipate this guy opening this at all because it's going to show us the truth. Liberals don't want the truth because they know what they're up to. I'm, I'm going to end with this, Kevin, something that really ticks me off. This, this, this use, pervasive use of weed every, every place you go. You know, I, I called in about a few months ago, and I used to smell it a couple times a week driving around. And I don't drive around that much. I, I keep in track, Kevin. I smell it on drivers, you know, coming from their window. Six out of seven days now, I smell this crap. Wow. And see, this is all liberals, too. Oh, it, it's, it should be okay to smoke weed. Well, why is it okay to smoke weed and drive, but it's not okay to drink and drive? It's the same yeah. thing. You're, you're not in possession of your faculties with either one. So I'm fine with it being not okay to drive and drink. But why is it okay to smoke weed and drink? Or excuse it's me, and drive. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just so ticked no, off. No, no. I meant, I meant and drive. I misspoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I smelled it yesterday. And, and, and curiously, Kevin, I was driving by driving by uh, the, the, the school, the public school in Kirkwood, where all the kids are letting out and the parents are with them. Smell it as everybody was driving slow. I smell it in the car ahead of me. Isn't that amazing? Uh, and, and where are the cops? They've got to be around. They've got to smell it. I mean, this is going to affect kids, okay? You know, I mean, when I was growing up, I was really affected by the way people behaved, okay? I tried to behave like my mom and daddy did and my uncles and aunts, which was proper and decent. But what, what, and kids see this, smell this stuff, they're going to figure it out. They're going to say, well, I guess this is okay. Yep, it's perfectly fine. The liberals say so. The How media the says so. How is this good for society? How is this good for kids' brains? It isn't. And they can they can tell you all they want. Now, if there is a medical reason that somebody can prove to me uh, that it helps you, fine. But you don't do it while you're out driving your car. You know, this is going to be on the ballot in November here in Missouri legalized. Yeah. And all the liberals are going to come out in favor of it. And any Republican may come out in favor of it, too, if they think it will help their career. That's the problem yeah, that's with right. Republicans. You're right. They make me sick too. That'll be interesting to hear. Are you are you for the the America that we grew up in, or are you for this drug tainted, uh, corruption infested country that we live in now? Exactly, exactly. You know, I may sound like an old fogey, but the, well, you know this, this kind of pervasive attitude and, and it's so everything's okay. That's crap. Right. That's is bad for society. Everything goes. You're exactly right. Everything's okay. How dare us say that something's not okay? It is horrible for society when everything's okay. Because everything's and, not okay. And you know, civilized behavior ahead. is okay. And you know the main reason for violence in the ghetto with black people is is the, the traffic of drugs. It's it's all over transactions. And, and, you know, it's all over transactions and people owing money and people stealing drugs and all that. The, the, they interview people about violence. They interview the black inhabitants of this area. They want the police to crack down on these people. Absolutely they do. The black community knows. They've, they've seen how important the police are to crack down on this. I just had a friend text me, Cleo, that he and his wife had a new washer delivered last week. He caught the two people that brought it smoking pot in his garage on the way out. 
See, not, not surprising. You're going to hear more of this all the time. I'm telling you, it's just starting. Can you it's imagine that? Starting. Can you imagine you're working, you just delivered a washing machine, and as you walk out of the guy's house, you don't even wait till you get to your truck. You start smoking pot, you light it up in his garage, and then you're going to get in the car and drive, the, the truck and drive. That's always nice to hear. Yeah, right. And they, they must have been smoking it before they come in the previous house. You know, did they put all the screws on right to that machine? Is that machine going to work right? Yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if you can get your tax rebate from uh, o, uh, from O'Biden uh, if the thing is hooked up incorrectly and blows up on you because the two guys are high. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm kind of angry this, this morning, Kevin. I don't I'm blame sorry. you. Uh, no, don't be sorry. It, it's good to be angry. Righteous anger. Jesus said so in the Bible when he cleared the temple of the tax collectors. Those those crooks. Righteous that's, anger is perfectly fine. That's true. I, I dare live to call you. And defend the use of marijuana recreation. I dare. Oh, they won't. Trust me, you know that. The, the, we have blown, the liberals have blown us off. They're listen, but they're cowards. So they stopped calling after I put them in their place because they don't have any facts. They don't have any evidence. They have nothing except their own stupidity. And peddling that has long gone from this show. I'll tell you that. You want to peddle your stupid liberalism? Call in. See how far it goes. But you better be ready. Our research okay. assistant just texted. That everything's okay except decent values and morality. How true is that? That's hitting it out yeah. of the park. That's right on, that, right on target. That's right. She's right. She's brilliant. It's a she or he. I don't it's know. It's a she. Yeah, it's a she. You're right. She's quite a woman. Yeah, I mean that's as that's as er- accurate as you can be. Well, keep it up, Kevin. You know keep, we will keep shining the light, the truth on everything. You know th- that's another thing the Bible says: shine the light. People that are doing wrong are afraid of the light. They stay in the dark. That's what this judge is going to do tomorrow. He's going to keep that affidavit in the dark. He doesn't want anybody to see it. Don't shine a light on this. No. They're going to plant evidence. They're going to do that because they don't have nothing. No, they're going to plant evidence, then they're going to indict him. That's what's going to happen. But as you heard Alan Dershowitz say earlier this morning on our show, that is not a disqualifier for the presidency. Now, will it harm him? I don't believe it will. Not enough to, to change the election result. And Alan Dershowitz, he's quite a man. He really is. I'm going to try he's to get him on courage. the show. I know he's promoting his new book, so he might want to come on the show and talk about it. That would be great. Lawyer right, to lawyer. I'll sign, I'll sign off here, Kevin. All right, Cleo, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye now. By the way, speaking of lawyers, since O'Biden is trying to sell this bull crap and peddle this stupid-ass Inflation Reduction Act, with his 87,000 new IRS agents who are simply going to go ahead and get people to pay their fair shares, he likes to say. A former lawyer for the IRS, he's now a whistleblower, he accused the IRS of going after elderly Americans. He says this Inflation Reduction Act will absolutely, 100%, target working and middle-class Americans with new audits. That's amazing, isn't it? He says the idea they're going to open things up and go after these big billionaires and large corporations is, quite frankly, bullshit. It's not going to happen. They're going to give themselves bonuses and promotions and really nice conferences. The big corporations and billionaires are probably sitting back laughing right now. There will be considerable incentive to basically shake down taxpayers, and the advantage the IRS has is they have basically unlimited resources and zero accountability. A taxpayer has to weigh the cost of accountants and tax lawyers fighting something in tax court, which is what I said earlier 
today. This this a former IRS lawyer's name is William Hank. He's not even hiding. Boy, they'll put a bounty on his head real fast. And then you had this nitwit, I think he's a billionaire, Tom Steyer. He ran for the presidency in 2016 on the Democrat side and, of course, got soundly defeated. Soundly defeated. He says, this is a monumental day. The most significant climate legislation in American history. The Inflation Reduction Act invests in our people, planet, and economy. Can somebody explain to me how, at least he called it right, it's a climate legislation, but how does it invest in people? How does it invest in the economy? How does it invest in the planet? He says, this package lowers energy bills. It does? Cuts pollution. How? And establishes the framework for businesses to accelerate our transition. Businesses aren't transitioning, dumbass. Businesses are in business to make a profit. Taking part in this insane transition to green Greensville will cause many companies to go belly up. The idiocy of these people, and of course, Steyer doesn't have to care. He's a billionaire. Bill Gates doesn't care. He's a billionaire. He says the Inflation Reduction Act's passage through Congress is nothing short of extraordinary. The United States is taking an historic step. Of course, he says a historic. The proper grammar is an historic step. Towards the clean energy economy, we need to meet our climate goals. Whose climate goals, Gates? Whose? Yours? Why don't you go check out the climate on Epstein Island? See what it's doing there. You've made a lot of visits there. You could probably tell us what it is out out of memory, you pervert. I'm so sick of these people. Another friend of mine just texted. He walked uh, past three movers smoking dope outside their truck in a QT parking lot. Cleo's right. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And we're everywhere, but we're going to leave right now. But we will return tomorrow, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, right here in the window world, King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. That's where the live show is. The podcast will be on our website. It's also on Amazon, Apple, Google. It's on Spotify. It's on Anchor. It's on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.